Yes, sir. Welcome in to hour number two. Thank you for being here on a Wednesday. Appreciate each and every one of you uh, hitting us up on the text line again today. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. And that's 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Hopefully you had that drilled into your mind by now. 405-651-3439. Okay, uh, hour number two brought to you by Oklahoma Generators. We appreciate a new sponsor, family-owned. They pride themselves on great customer service. Oklahoma's highest-rated, longest-operating generic dealer. Uh, Oklahoma's most experienced service and sales staff. Uh, sales staff. They're very reliable, easy to work with, currently offering uh, new customer discounts and free 10-year warranties with new installations oklahoma generators welcome aboard we appreciate you sponsoring um hour number two here on uh, the steel man and thune show 405-651-3439 i love this clip miguel chavis great soundbite love his energy love all of that stuff miguel chavis again coming with brent it's been super excited to be uh you know part of the sooner nation since the moment he set foot in norman and uh, just love the guy's energy. And this was Miguel J- Chavis yesterday talking about all the uh, possibilities now he has at the defensive end position. Uh, excited uh, about the guys. Like like I said, Coach Venables and our staff, and Coach Bates and myself, we worked very, very hard. Coach Roof and his whole team effort worked very, very hard to, to assemble a room that is um, both highly uh, experienced and competitive. Um, I don't know the last time a, a, a guy that's, was as good as Trace Ford, transferred from Oklahoma State to Oklahoma. Um, Rondo Bolthroyd was all ACC selection and uh, just a phenomenal player. Uh, P.J. Ray was a five-star, one of the first ones since 2016 signed at Oklahoma on defense. Taylor Wine is a, is a diamond in the rough that nobody ain't talking about. And this dude is an animal. You know, like I'm telling you, straight up. And he's a young player. He's got, you know, he's got to learn and get better. He don't know what he don't know. But, man, he goes a million miles an hour. He's athletic. He's long. He's got big, powerful legs. And he's another guy that I can coach really hard. And, uh, you know, and then guys that were here, uh, like Ethan Downs, like Reggie Grimes, like Mark Shippen. Mark Shippen's 250 right now. He's freaking jacked up. And uh, he's worked really, really hard. And, uh you know, Reggie Grimes, Ethan Downs, R. Mason Thomas. R. Mason's gained 24 pounds. Um, it's just, and it's, it's a really good room. So we're, we're excited. The guys know, um, hey, listen, man, there's going to be some different uh, lineups going against ones, twos, threes, and play your schedule. I, I ain't looking for no moodiness. I ain't looking for, why am I running out there? Okay, whether I'm at Oklahoma or Clemson or um, somewhere else, New Mexico State Community College of Minneapolis. Man, I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to freaking max out my opportunity. And so we got to get guys thrown in the fire. We got to see um, who can play under pressure. And the only way you do that is you put them in there, you know. And so, so we're going to mix it up. There you go. By the way, New Mexico uh, Community College of Minneapolis, New Mexico State Community College of Minneapolis is a, a Division uh, Four powerhouse. Just in case you didn't know, I, that's what I'm told anyway. <laughs> that's uh, I just like when Bob used to say, "Hey, we're not playing East Popcorn State, all right." So East Popcorn State has probably played New Mexico State's Community College of Minneapolis. 
Definitely. That's probably an online Definitely. university, I wouldn't you think? Yeah, I feel like it has to be. Think you could get a an accredited degree from there? I feel like maybe not. Maybe not. I feel like you could. By the way, uh, Taylor Wine getting a huge shout out there from Miguel Chavis. And is it possible, Pierce Leffa holds in with me today, is it possible to have too many guys? Now, again, we've seen Trace Ford be a menace to quarterbacks when he's been healthy at Oklahoma State. Wake Forest is a better program than it has been. You know, at times when Jim Grobe was there, they were pretty good. But immediately, Wake Forest, you think, ah, basketball school, Tim Duncan, you know, all those Wake Forest players back in the day, Chris Paul. But he was super productive in the ACC. Um, You know, last year, they didn't get after the quarterback nearly enough at all, you know, particularly uh, once the conference season rolled around. But it looks like they've got a ton of options. I mean, people love R. Mason Thomas, too. So that is the question. Can you keep all of those guys happy in this era of the portal the main thing you need to think about this year is just get better and be a defense that's not you know at certain times a laughing stock like it was a year ago yeah you asked about like is there a way you can have too many good players and there's that is that saying that if you have a lot of guys that means you don't you don't have your guy so that is a kind of an interesting way to look at it is we've got a, a pool of guys that could be starters for OU and and could end up being great the problem is you're not gonna be able to give them all enough reps to really find out if they are up to that talent so kind of mixing out the reps and trying to make sure that everyone with potential is seeing the field to kind of feel out who needs to be the you know starting unit the top tier it's gonna be the hard part like you like like you said R. Mason Thomas uh, four-star Kelvin Gilliam hasn't been talked about in a while, and he's put on a lot of muscle this last offseason, so I know he's up there too. Um, I mean, you, you made a good point. It's the portal the portal era, and it's going to be hard to keep all those guys here because of how many options. And it's not even like you have a lot of options. It's You have a lot of good options there too, I feel like. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. I, I think they will be able to get after the quarterback. And what has Brent talked about time and time again, they've got to be a better fourth-quarter team. Uh, competitive depth, that is it, man. It's all about the competitive depth. Depth. I didn't enunciate there. And uh, that leads. you know what that leads to? Competitive stamina. We've heard that a lot. Do you think they're buzzwords in a meeting that go around? They're not words. I guess it's a phrase, wouldn't it be? Competitive debt. Yeah. Do you think that is like, guys, we got to talk about the competitive, you know, or is it just something that is kind of just, I think they've talked about it so much. I don't think there's like a promotions meeting to say, guys, let's talk about competitive debt. Let's talk about competitive debt. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But it, there's always a buzzword. There's or, always there's something a phrase like that, like that every, every 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 camp. like yeah. I feel like every almost every year there's one kind of stick. There's like one that sticks throughout that off season, and I think competitive depth has been this one. Ted Roof and the Three Man Front just released a brand new album. It's just out. It's called Competitive Depth. Ted Roof and the Three Man Front. So, man. That's a good, that's that a good might band be their, name right there. That might be their best. Well, we were talking about last year, there's always a scapegoat, right? Every season when it doesn't go right. And look, if you're the head coach or the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, or the quarterback, that's the Mount Rushmore of criticism for any football team. 
those four are always going to be on the firing line. But last year, for a while, it became Ted Roof early in the season to maybe towards the middle part of the season. And the three-man front was in there, too. So it was either Ted Roof and the three-man front almost every week. Why are we running this three-man front? Ted Roof, you know. And at times you were wondering, why are they running the three-man front? But they want to be multiple. I get it. But uh, this year it's definitely been competitive depth. No question about it. All right, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Are you of the mindset, you know, obviously we've got to get through this season. You cover any season like you do the last season or the season that's coming because we want to give people the best OU football information, you know, lots of audio, just lots of uh, lots of stuff, recruiting stuff as well. We are the home of Sooner fans. And uh, the correct me if the one guy was complaining. Why aren't you covering OSU more? Uh, have you heard what the tagline is? Home of Sooner fans. I don't have anything against Oklahoma State. Most of the time, I root for Oklahoma State. I have friends at Oklahoma State. I have uh, pokes in the family. Some. I'm sorry to hear Not that. many, but I haven't had Longhorns in the family and freaking Texas Tech Red Raiders and A&M Aggies. We had this, the whole conference covered for a while. But we want to give you the best Sooner information we can. Is part of you wanting to – would you take the opportunity right now, though, and they said they could put you in a hyperbaric chamber, and obviously you would be in such a deep sleep if you could wake up to the 2024 season and go straight into the SEC, would you do it now? Mm. Basically, when you know, you're going to go year. to sleep. and I'm just going to take a nap real quick, and then next yes. time I'm, I'm at the 2024 season? I don't think I do. Are I'm, you, I'm, I'm excited to see this you, last year. Are you bored with this last season of the Big 12, or no. do you have that excitement I, level? I will say it is a – it's easy to get excited about the SEC year just because of how many new teams. And you got to think is I, my lifetime has been a little bit shorter than yours, only by a little bit. Yep. So I've <laughs> I've seen a lot less uh, OU SEC matchups. So a lot of this is going to be new for me. So it is really excited to get, you know, that year is going to be excited. But I think people are overlooking this last year in the Big 12. It's the last year in the Big 12. There are new teams it's going to be kind of the farewell tour. Everyone hates you. And if OU or Texas can go win it, it is just going to be that much sweeter. So I, I'm excited for this year. I, not I wouldn't Texas. Texas not would Texas, not make not it sweet. That would for be them. Very, for them, it would be sweet twist, for them. Very bitter for OU. Uh, yeah, it would be Because upset. OU has been the bully of the Big 12. Yeah. If Texas wins the Big the 12 in the last year, that's kind of like Ralphie beating up the bully in A Christmas Story. But Ralphie was the good guy, so that's, an, a, that's yeah. a bad analogy. It would hurt if they ended up winning it. And also, uh, if OU ends up losing to Oklahoma State in the last time they play for a while, that's going to be an important game. Winning that last Oklahoma State-Bedlam matchup, that's an important one right there. Mm-hmm. Got to make sure you win that one. So I think, I, think it's gonna, I, think, I think people should be more excited about this year than they are. Look, I'm excited about it, I, and OU needs certainly another year. I'm not talking about if in that situation you would wake up and maybe, you know, Jackson Arnold, you find out the previous year, Jackson Arnold was in New York, almost won the Heisman, 11-1. and Dylan Gabriel got hurt in game three or something. You never know what the scenario would be. But, yes, I want to see this plays in, uh, season play out. Uh, the way that Oklahoma has been the dominant team in the league, um, it would be really, really cool to see the Sooners get it done. But they're going to have to improve immensely from a year ago because that was not Oklahoma football. 
and I know there were reasons why, freaking mule shoe, number one, it was like having a Russian spy as your head coach for a while. That's what it was like. This guy should never sit foot in the state of Oklahoma again without being arrested for treason against the University of Oklahoma. See, I'm just getting started thinking of the guy. Just when it says, is USC about to overtake Oklahoma for quarterback U? Yes, because we had a freaking Russian spy here, basically, coaching the football team. You really don't like him. I don't you like really don't. the exit, and I don't like people who lie. That's fair. And I don't I'd like people are who are shady. I don't yeah. like shysters. Yeah. All right. I'd say that's fair. Thank you. Okay. We're going to take a break. And 405, yeah, wake me up when we're in the SEC, says <laughs> KW918. I'm beyond board with this conference. How bad? How bad? Uh, let's see. What does it say here? How bad they have done with the overall game day experience, but I would never miss an opportunity to watch Oklahoma football, so I wouldn't take the long nap. Good. Most people are saying they want to see the season. A couple people are saying, put me in the chamber, wake me up when it's SEC time. All right, break time right now. We're coming back with Travis Davidson with us up next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Good to have you with us. Wednesday edition of Steelman and Thune here on the Home Sooner Fans. Make sure you get Chickens 918. That's a good friend of mine. Make sure Chickens 918 is given his fifth star, please. All right. Uh, do we have Travis ready to go? Travis Davidson, ladies and gentlemen, joining us. And, uh, Trav, what's on your mind today? Uh, we're still waiting on this Caden Durham. Uh, is he announcing his new commitment date today or tomorrow? Because he sent out that tweet about 12.50 a.m. in a kid that age in his world. Does that mean like when he wakes up next again, or does that mean like Thursday? We don't know yet. Bottom line is it looks like he's going to LSU. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, the, the announcement, it's so funny, right, because he announces that he will be announcing an announcement. It's like, I mean, it's like the old, hey, man, this, uh, this meeting could have been an email. You know, that's what that's kind of what we deal with in, in college athletics these days. You know, you got to have an announcement of an announcement of top eight, and then it gets cut to a top six, and then a four, and then a two, and then back up to three. You know, it's all over the place. But, uh, no, as far, as far as Caden Durham goes, yeah, I think LSU really gained a lot of steam with that last unofficial visit. But as I've said, the farther away you get from that visit and that post-visit high, you at least give OU a chance to counter right to punch back and say you know what i know you 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 know you you were really excited about you know what they had going on at lsu you were there with all your duncanville buddies but you know we just got michael patterson mcdonald committed we've got your buddies Xavier robinson in the class david stone's got an announcement date now so you know let's let's remember you know all of the good things about oklahoma and not get wrapped up in the emotion so hopefully when he does announce that commitment date it's it's not like, oh, I'm committing tomorrow or something like that, because the farther OU can get away from that LSU uh, unofficial visit, the better. I hear you. All right, 405-651-3439. The Sooners did get the flip from Brandon Zerbrug again yesterday, so they're up to 17, I think it is, officially now. Uh, Andy Bass committing tomorrow. That's Oklahoma, right? It, it feels like it, you know, it, it feels like ever since he came and camped and blew everybody away at that camp, 
you know, that, that Oklahoma has really been pushing for him. I mean, it's one of those things taking, you know, five wide receivers. We've got kind of a heavy running back class potentially. Again, still trying to pull Durham in. We've got that backup quarterback, uh, you know, the, the second quarterback in the class now, which Andy Bass obviously plays quarterback right now, but he projects as kind of an athlete at the next level. So when you look at where he fits in, you know, into the numbers, you're like, man, is he the sixth wide receiver? Is he potentially the fourth running back? Is he the third quarterback? What's going on here? But, you know, with, you know, with a commitment from Andy Bass, you just treat that as, hey, look, man, this kid is an insane athlete. You know, he's got a really high ceiling because of that. He's looked really good, uh, you know, at the camps against, you know, P5 competition. Let's just get him on campus and see where it shakes out from there. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. No, you're, you're not going to be Keon Brown's report card. I'm sorry. We're not going to call you that. Change it up. Make it a little bit shorter. I mean, it's somewhat funny, but come on. <laughs> we can't do that for the rest of our lives here on the ref. Keon Brown's report card says, you know. Cute. Yeah, that's tough. That, that one's a little tough. I agree. Okay, uh, so we're looking at, again, uh, next up, Williams Winery, August 14th, Josh uh, Asosa. August 14th, you got David Stone on the 26th. Caden Durham, again, he was actually set for August 25th, but that's moving up. Uh, we're still waiting to see when. Does Oklahoma still have a slim chance there? We'll see. Uh, a lot of people think it's LSU, it's LSU. Braden Platt, September 4th. Nigel Smith, September 8th. So uh, it's interesting, Travis, because when you look at where the Sooners are, and we've known this forever and ever, amen, uh, that's – this was going to be a class that was about the defensive line, interior defensive linemen, uh, you know, and about obviously DNs as well, just the defensive line. And you got uh, Williams Winery ranked third on rivals. You've got David Stone ranked sixth on rivals. And we were talking about yesterday when you finished up 2023, you had. Jackson Arnold, P.J. Adebore, you had Peyton Bowen, Sammy Omosigo, Macari Vickers, Jaquais Petaway, Caden Green, all top 100 players. Right now you have Taylor Tatum, Zion Kearney, and Devon Mitchell. Uh, the Sooners have chances again, really good chances on Stone and Winery. Dominic McKinley, we'll see, going to be tough to beat LSU at the finish line or somebody else. Nigel Smith looks like he would be coming to Oklahoma. Uh, Grant Bricks, we'll see. Uh, Caden Durham looks like LSU right now, but man, it's, it always seems like it's been about, this has been the D line class. How are you feeling headed down the stretch with both of those particularly big names, Stone and Stone and Winery right now for OU? Yeah. I mean, that's, what's interesting, right? Like you talk about kind of the breakdown positionally of these classes and as you know, fair or unfair as it is, Steely, we could we could land, you know, five star running back, you know, five star defensive end, five star this, that and the other. If if you don't get a guy like David Stone, it will always be remembered as the class that what could yeah. have been. Right? right. Like all that stuff will be discounted no matter what. And it's and that's what kind of stinks because, you know, that that kind of takes away from some of that shine that that is a really good class regardless. I don't think we're going to have to have those conversations because I still believe that 
OU leads for both of those. Uh, I'm a bit more confident in Stone right now than I am Winery, but I'm still confident in both. So, you know, I know we've been the constant, you know, over these airwaves for the last six months, really, saying, hey, OU leads, we got to deal with Tennessee. Okay, now we got to deal with Georgia. Well, now we got to deal with Missouri. So uh, when you look at just the pros and cons of OU versus Missouri and take and try and take the bias out of it, it still leans OU. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Like I said, it's, you know, with williams Winery kind of circling that August 14th date, it feels like, oh, uh, we're going to have to wait forever, you know. But it's it's kind of just because we talk about it every day, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's August 14th. You know, it's going to be here before we know it. I mean, the same thing has happened with with every recruitment, right? Like, that day is coming, I promise you. Like, And this isn't going to be a recruitment that drags out to National Signing Day. I know a lot of people thought whenever the quotes came out from David Stone saying, I want to take an official to, what, Ohio State and Alabama or A&M and Alabama, whatever he told Chad Simmons. He's like, you know, Nick Saban's the GOAT. Why would I not go and see what he has to say? David Stone's been a top-ranked player, like, since eighth grade. Like, he can find, he can talk to Saban when he wants. He has had plenty of opportunity to go. He's been in Alabama, this, that, and the other. Like, so that kind of stuff, everybody said, well, this is going to be a, a signing day thing. we got to wait till signing day. But then he announces that he's committing on the 26th. As long as these commitments happen before the season, they're going to feel like like they're just a couple sleeps away. Because, man, once football season comes, you know, you actually have a team to talk about and not just recruiting. Yeah, and, and as much as uh, williams Winery Sooner fans want this kid, I think uh, they're leading on this kid. I think they'll probably sign the kid. But this has really been the David Stone class, you know, the one that was right. going to be judged more on David Stone because he's an Oklahoma kid playing at IMG Academy, you know. Um so it's huge. And I do think, you know, you guys are more plugged in than I am. Certainly Parker and Brandon are, and you are as well. Tyler does a great job also. I'm pretty plugged in based on where I am right now, but based on who I'm talking to, and you guys know a lot of who I'm talking to, it sounds like David Stone's going to be at Oklahoma. People would be really surprised if at the end of this thing, David Stone's not at Oklahoma. And I think when Harry comes as well. So the bottom line is, uh, Travis, as we get ready for a break, in fact, let's talk about this on the other side. Where do the Sooners need to be, again, every single year if you're going to be a factor, again, on the national scene and have a chance not only, you know, to win SEC championships but national championships? It can't be outside the top ten. Where is this class going to land? Can, can you do it if you develop players and you coach them up and they're better than expected? Sure. But where do you see Georgia and Bama most years? One or two, three at the lowest. You can't have any of these classes that slip down to 14 or 16. It's going to be much more difficult, obviously, if that happens. We'll talk about that when we get back. Uh, got some great texts coming in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll tackle those as well. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Yes, sir. Welcome back. On a Wednesday, Mike Steele along with Pierce Leffaholtz here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. Our man in Tulsa, Travis Davidson, joining us for another segment here 
Uh, Parker's going to be on with Tyler McComas, getting locked in and on the rush again today, right here on this Wednesday uh, on the Ref Radio Network. So, Travis, what was your takeaway from media day yesterday with the coaches and hearing some of the players' uh, interviews yesterday? Was there a theme that you heard or something that stood out to you uh, from all the uh, media sessions yesterday? I think what stood out the most was, like, listening to Emmett. you can kind of understand why he's been on such a recruiting heater and why, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's going to slow down anytime soon. I mean, what a great long... get for OU, right? <laughs> right. What an unbelievable get. And, and we've long discussed, right, we've long discussed, well, uh, you know, he's got to get his guys in there. He can recruit with this logo. You know, he's been at Kansas before, Tech before, but now he's finally, you know, he can he can walk in with a little bit of a swagger. And even he said, look, it's a lot easier to recruit with a collective behind you. So, like, now that we're having those conversations really out in the open, and he's willing to say, look, I was really excited about coaching Gavin Freeman, and the last staff told me that we weren't taking him. So I've been really excited now to come full circle and coach him. I'm excited to coach, you know, like Jaquay's Petaway coming in and Drake Stoops and talking about being a leader and making deposits and not withdrawals. He wants to introduce people to his family. Like, again, like having those, those interviews, you can say, yeah, I knew he was landing guys, but now I can tell why, because he's recruited me to being such a big fan of his. So again, I know a lot of people were kind of a little bit frustrated that we didn't, you know, get Malcolm Kelly. And I think, you know, a lot of that obviously is just he's a good coach, absolutely, but a lot of those ties back to the university. But I don't think now fast forward to now that a lot of us are, uh, are you know, have any qualms with Emmett Jones's hiring. Unbelievable hire. He's, he's paid uh, so many dividends right off the bat. And, uh, by the way, are the Tech fans still coming after Parker? Is that still – has that died down yet? Do we know? Well, Tech fans already didn't like Parker because of the whole he, – he had – talked about a battery whizzing by his head when he was in mm-hmm. Lubbock, yeah. and then they all called him a liar for that. So then now that he puts a tweet out where all he's doing is reporting exactly what Emmett said, and none of it was derogatory towards Texas Tech or the coaches or the philosophies or anything like that. He was just using an anecdotal you know, evidence of, of his relationship with Gavin Freeman and is excited about Gavin Freeman. So, But Tech fans, I know there's a bunch of them, you know, those cactus emojis that probably have – Parker's, you know, notifications on, so every time oh, he yeah. tweets, they mm-hmm. can jump in there and try and troll him. But, no, it's, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of trolls, you know, going after him and trying to make it about themselves. You know, it had nothing to do, again, with the current coaching staff, their philosophies, nothing derogatory, nothing like that. But it's just Parker's been honest, and, and they didn't like that. You know, uh, old man, take real quick. What a shallow society we live in this day. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, people just. Oh my gosh! If do you think it's a more shallow society? Do you okay? Do you think it's more the fact that it's a more shallow society, or do you think the shallowness is just more public because people have access to the internet now? Well, I think yes. There are. We knew there were crazy people out there. We knew there were narcissists out there. I didn't know how many people need constant attention out there in our society as we do now. But So it's probably always been that way. Social media just opened the door. And also, 
uh, there are more trolls out there than I expected. I knew there were trolls, but there there's a legion of trolls out there that are always going to be out there. Those people are just, I can't say the word, but they are. They're miserable in life. Can you imagine just sitting all your whole existence being, I just want to troll somebody? Well, here, here's you can't where, here's have where a whole I kind lot, of... You can't have a whole lot going on in your life, if that's the case, right? Right, and I kind of look at it like this, right? Like there's a couple of specific Twitter accounts that all they do all day, I mean, they're, they're, their accounts are literally centered around either making fun of Oklahoma, making fun of Oklahoma fans, you know, this, that, and the other, trying to ruin the days of Oklahoma fans. And that's their, that's the literal existence, reason behind the existence of their account. I think to myself, Steely, if these people have, like, a wife and kids, like, I can't imagine them sitting up to the dinner table and saying, yeah. oh, honey, how was your day? And, oh, oh, my gosh, Mrs. Troll, you wouldn't believe the day I had. Oh, my gosh, I called this one guy a loser on Twitter. Oh, my gosh, honey, aren't you proud of me? Aren't you proud of the uh, father and husband that I like? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of there's stuff where be, I'm like. There's some people out there like that. You, you have no idea. Their family has no idea. Like they're operating in the shadows. And can you imagine being like finding out you think your dad's like this super upstanding guy or whatever, and he's a constant Twitter troll and you have no idea? The shame. Right. The there's pure a, there's absolute a, shame. There's a comedian. I forget his name, but uh, he's got a special that's called Aren't You Embarrassed? Like, and it's, it, that's the thing. I think people just lack that quality now of being able to be embarrassed. Like, aren't you, like, aren't you embarrassed about the things that you're saying? Like, aren't you embarrassed of your behavior? Like, if you're, like I said, your children, like, like, how, how would your parents or your children or your loved ones or whatever look at you and be like, aren't you embarrassed of that? But, Hey, you know what? We keep on feeding the uh, we keep on feeding the trolls because they don't. I mean, we're, we're sitting here at uh, on on Wednesday, August second. Yeah. You know, talking about yeah. them. So they're winning, Steely. They're winning. Well, and the thing is, most of those people, uh, not necessarily the trolls, but there are people out there on social media that don't care about anything. All they care is about engagement. You know, that's it. They don't care. As long as they're getting – we've had people get mileage of this conference realignment thing that have no clue what they're talking about. But they've fooled and hoodwinked other people into thinking they do know. You know what I'm talking about. Um, well, of course. But, but there's also yes, – I mean, It's like – I'm like, you guys are believing this shyster? Come on. But you know what? I had somebody tell me there's a – I won't tell you who it is, but it's one of these guys who treat who tweets something very controversial most of the time. A guy I worked with him said – he told me a lot of this stuff he doesn't even believe, but he's going to put it out there because he's getting engagement. That's the bottom Well, of course. I engagement mean, farming is, is definitely the oh, yeah. I mean, we had, And that's not a big surprise, but, I mean, a lot of people that think is a halfway respectable tweeter out there, well, whatever we call it now, I'm still going to call it Twitter. But there's no shame. The fact that there is there's really no shame, none. Well, again, because it's once you reward them, Right, with those interactions and everything like that. Like, there was an Arkansas fan when Brennan Zerberg's edit went up from the OU Insider account. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times when you list the stars, like, you'll put five stars and then you'll fill in how many stars they have, right? So it's like if there's five silhouettes of stars or borders of stars and three of them are filled in, that's I three saw star, that. Right? Yeah, I saw well, that. This Arkansas fan is like, man, uh, listing this kid as a five-star, you know, when he's a three-star is wild or something like that. And it was some random arc. Uh-oh. 
The random Arkansas fan got to him. Travis disappeared. I don't know what happened. He got to him. I think you're maybe right. maybe the trolls got he to was him. Listening, yeah. The trolls got to him just like that. I wonder if there's a troll family out there. Like the whole family decides. All right, kids, who are you trolling today? Junior, who you got? Who you troll at school today? Missy, I know you're only seven, but you can still troll people. Okay. Well, Good. I uh, there you I, go. I, I start. I started talking about uh, Arkansas, and I think uh, my, my my family, who's very Arkansas-based, my sister went to U of A, I think they might have uh, hacked into my signal and, Maybe. Uh, you know, cut it off. But We no, were speculating, do you, think the there's, do you think there's a troll family out there, like a big family of trolls, like where the parents have trained the kids to troll too? Yeah, they live under the bridge. That's where that's where trolls live. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the, so, over I mean, there by but, the Arkansas but, yeah, River. Yeah, that's the thing. In his comments, well, that's the nice thing about the Arkansas River, at least in Tulsa. Since there's no water in under it, you can live under far more bridges. That's true. Because you can actually live in the middle of the river and still uh, and still post up camp. You'll be bone dry. But in, in those replies to that one Arkansas account, he literally said, hey, like cause somebody, one of his own fans called him out and he goes, shh, I'm engaging, I'm engagement farming. Go away. Like, it's just incredible to me that whether he meant it as a joke or not, that's, that's absolutely a real thing. I mean, there is a there is an OU media member that put up a tweet that was wrong, literally wrong, and it was about a very serious topic, which was you know Brent Venables' wife's cancer situation, and he initially said that it was a stage four conversation. Well, he put it up in a tweet, and everybody in the replies is like, "Yo, man, no, 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 that was a conversation about his mom." Right. You got the context wrong, and instead of deleting the tweet. Steely, instead of deleting the tweet with the wrong information about the head coach's spouse's cancer situation, a very, very serious, serious situation, very sensitive situation, instead of deleting the tweet that had the wrong information, they just quote tweeted it and said, oh, this was a conversation about his mother, not his wife. Yeah. Well, just delete the tweet. Sad. But people are like, well, nope, it's got so many mentions now. It's got so many replies. It's, it's got such me at a the t- shallow, worthless society in so many ways. And I mean, there, that believe is, me, there's some great things ooh. about social media. But at the same time, you're just like, oh, my gosh. It's just, like I said, uh, it has given rise to shysters in many situations who, uh, you know, because – well, I'm not even going to get into it. But the bottom line is, this is why I've always said that dogs are better than people, and there's no comparison. I mean, we've got a lot of great people living on this planet, but we've got more great dogs living on this planet, too, because dogs are just the best. Travis, you're the best, too, my dog. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, when uh, Parker's on his uh, honeymoon, we'll be hearing a lot of you uh, on with us as well. Appreciate you. Yep, can't wait, man. Have a good rest of your show. Thanks, Travis. All right, Travis Davidson joining us, and uh, let's take a break right here, 405-651-3439. I know, Shark, no star Joe here. <laughs> no star Joe, is that what you want, 620? If that's what you want, we can make you no star Joe. All right. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate everybody on the text line today. You guys are doing a great job. All right, break time. We've got one more segment to go. Pierce Leffa holds in here with me. We've got Locked In coming up at 2 o'clock, coming right back, right here on the home of Sooner fans. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Good to have you with us. Headed down the stretch. Going to get locked in here in a few 
Riverwind Casino will be out there on Friday. Love Riverwind. Uh, two winning organizations the next two days. Cavens Group on Thursday, Riverwind Casino on Friday. Riverwind, they announced yesterday a brand-new fall of Beats and Bites show. The Gin Blossoms are coming back. Remember, they got weathered out. The Gin Blossoms are coming back October 22nd. Remember, we had Bedlam Beats and Bites last year, which was was pretty cool. Uh, so we at least have one fall show that we know about. Colin, you never know. My man over there booking all these uh, great bands. Who knows what's going to happen? We definitely have our fall show, though, set for October 22nd with the Gin Blossoms. That will be awesome. Tonic is coming as well. And we have one more Beats and Bites show happening August 26th. The music of Gary Allen on the Coupe Ale Works Beats and Bites stage over at Riverwind Casino. Tickets for these great shows. Again, with all the local food trucks out there, you can bring your folding chairs, lawn chairs, whatever you want to call them, chairs, out to, you know, the area, and it's a great time. And again, you've got so many food choices, arts and crafts. Kids under 12 get in free. They also have games for the kids. It's a really cool environment to be in. August 26th, Gary Allen will be out there. Keep in mind, we started this back in May with 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cults, Gin Blossoms, and uh, Tonic. Again, we're supposed to be on June 10th, but they got weathered out. Uh, so we went on to Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, and Tracy Bird, July 8th. And we also have Gary Allen, August 26th. So put this in your calendar. Do it right now. I am not joking. Take out your phone. Put it in your calendar right now. October 22nd, Gin Blossoms, Fall Beats and Bites Show, um, presented by Riverwind and Coop Ale Works. Tickets are only 10 bucks. Kids under 12 get in free. Tickets online at riverwind.com and at the casino box office. Okay. Uh, 405-651-3439. What do you think the world's going to look like, Connor, like in 30 years? Are we going to be, will it be AI robots roaming the whole planet and the humans are going to be indentured servants? Or are we going to have humans who just walk around with, they've evolved into the cell phone is in their hand, where they just look at their hand all the time and they're punching their See, finger into their hands. What is it going to look just like? It'll be in your eyes. Maybe you have, it'll just be whatever like a happened. Screen inside remember the Google glasses? Yeah, it'll be kind of like that, but as if it were. Are those your still eyeballs. a thing? By the way, those went. They don't make them, but I bet there's Somebody still some them. out there. Yeah, somebody's like, got them. They'll be a collector's item someday. Definitely. Right? Yeah. But that was when I thought, all right, this has gone way too far. Dude walking around looking in his, you know, it's just. I am afraid this is going to turn into a bad science fiction movie, eventually. I feel like it has to. I mean, you had the dude testifying. Am I going to get in trouble from somebody for talking about something other than recruiting for two minutes? Hopefully not. But you had the dude testify the other day. We've got the aliens' bodies somewhere. They've got to be in Roswell somewhere, right? An underground bunker or something? something? I don't know. They have to be. The government has alien bodies. We've seen the UFOs. I mean, what's going to happen? I... I, this sounds very morbid, but I'm glad that I'll be checking out in like the next oh, 15 or 20 years. I'm not glad. Because, I'm going to miss you. Well, thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. But I'm thinking you're going to be dealing, you are going to be fighting the battle yeah. of humanity versus the AI robots yeah, come towards the in end your of my lifetime. Life, yeah, the end of my lifetime, there's going to be some something crazy going on that I'm going to have to deal with. And, you know, everyone else is just going to be long gone by then. It's just going to be me. Do you have an underground bunker yet? Not yet, but I'm working on it. It's in, a, it's in the work in progress right now. <laughs> My MyPatriotSupply.com has meals, <laughs> firearms, all the stuff you need. <laughs> Jeez. But, Pierce, I, uh, I hope for you and Parker and, uh, you know, Connor Pasby, you're probably going to be drafted into the, uh, the Army 
to fight the AI robots. Yeah. Because there won't be the volunteer army won't be around. The AI robots are going to be just going to be very difficult. Yeah, that's, very difficult. That's going to be my my main issue in in my grown up life. <laughs> At first, the, my next task is getting a job. Then after that, it's just fighting the AI ro- robot army. That's the next step in my life. Or the zombies, kind of like The Walking Dead. You know, it's what we are headed. What we are headed towards is uh, the idiocracy. Did you ever see that movie? I did it's, not. It's part. Uh, I haven't even heard of it. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, th- that tells the future. The movie Network tells the future. The future and. Uh, All of that. Good Lord, Steely, you put the tinfoil hat on big time today. Maybe. Maybe I'm just getting older and crazy. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you are. You really were the conspiracy guy. There's a conspiracy with the officials in the Big 12. Count me in. I'm a believer. I definitely believe the aliens are out there. And I believe, like I said, I'll be watching from upstairs because I've got my savior. I'll be watching from upstairs as you and yours fight the AI robots. I will be rooting for you. I appreciate that. I'll have my I'm heavenly popcorn that. watching. <laughs> Go, Pierce! Kick his ass! Oh, the robot got him. Damn it. Uh, well, you know, I appreciate that you'll be cheering for me. You know, I've got someone in my corner. That, that's what I like to hear right there. Sooner Steven says, drafted into the world army to fight the aliens when they finally invade. We have to. Best of luck, Sooner Steven. Uh... What was the one about the Google Glasses? Did I read that already? My Google Glasses are on the shelf right now next to my Crystal Pepsi. Yes, yes. So, anyway. You know, every once you get old, that's when you know you say, this civilization. So, I'm, I'm crossing the 60 Bridge August 18th. Uh, oh, that's coming up. Casey said, we're going to have a party for you on that Friday. What do you want? What kind of food do you want catered? And I said, well, Cracker Barrel, of course. Of course. You know? Yeah. But I think we're actually going to go with some Mexican. So old people would choose either Cracker Barrel or, like, Grandy's, right? But I don't think there's a Grandy's nearby. So, Is 60 the age where you start getting senior discounts? I, Are you almost there yet? No. Yes, I get – well, I've got my AARP card. But okay. I think 60 is officially when you're at the top of the hill and you start going over it. Okay. So you're at the top here. You're Good for you. You've made it to the top of the hill. Almost. I, for one, do not want to miss the Aliens versus AI Robot War. Zane, I'm with you. Fun pay-per-view. That's what we'll have. We'll have it on pay-per-view. All right. Thanks to Dr. Bellardo, the Advanced Laser Center. And thank you to Riverwind Casino. Have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you.